0: Welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Hometown Headlines Newscast. Last time we do this in 2019. John Miller joining you from HometownHeadlines.com. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get to the headlines for December 31st. Johnny News first. Crawdaddy Seafood Grill has at least one more change after wave. If you've not seen how they've changed the entrance area, take a look. Very nice job. And Derek Brady says there's one more project to come. Pizza Cut has closed up in Somerville. You don't forget the Amurchi and Cedartown locations also have closed. Sam's Burger Deli goes through some updates starting tomorrow. They'll start serving wine and then meat and three Sundays only this coming Sunday. Other stories today on dining for you. Two quick notes. Don't forget beans and greens. These traditional New Year's meal that's being served in several restaurants in the area. We tell you who they are. Uh, Polk authorities continue investigation today into the death of an 11-month-old boy last week. His twin died shortly after birth last January, according to the coroner. That investigation is being conducted by the Polk County Coroner's Office and the Polk County Police Department. In politics, we have a farewell video to U.S. Senator Johnny Isaacson, who retires from the Senate later on today. Floyd County Republican women... Meet a week from today, January 7th, they're going to hear from the three GOP sheriff's hopefuls at that meeting. Also more about the U.S. House race and that seat that will be vacated by Tom Graves this time next year. Georgia Health News today, Northwest Georgia is not alone in seeing this surge in urgent care offices. Now reports are in that Piedmont Healthcare is growing its network to 27 locations, these all in the metro Atlanta area at this time buzz today keep rome floyd beautiful says thank you for a great year they talk about what's next the annual bull riding event down at the forum is going to be held in january and early february january 31st february 1st a little bit later dates this year we're used to seeing that usually in one of the first weekends of january also the bartow county health department has changed its hours that goes into effect this coming monday january 6. new year's eve and new year's day travel updates for you gas prices continue to climb At the end of the year, also, we have updates on New Year's patrols by local law enforcement and construction issues. DOT is shutting it down now through Friday morning. Our daily features today, the Ware Mechanical Weather Center forecast. How about an hour-by-hour New Year's Eve forecast for you? We'll tell you in a nutshell, looks like it'll be clear and 37 at midnight tonight when we change the calendars. We'll tell you about the weather throughout the evening. Also on the way, watch out for this, though. Two inches of rain due Thursday and Friday across northwest Georgia. Obituaries today, we say farewell to Mr. William Billy Oliver Bray Sr., Annie Dilla Milliken, Ted Mosley, Betty Faye Shaw, and Mrs. Geneva Yarbrough. Our dining news today, public health restaurant inspection scores are back for today. And also the Greater Community Bank. We have the Crime Watch update from them. We have updates from Floyd, Bartow, and Polk counties. Truett's Chick fil A Sports Report, busy one here. We have high school basketball updates from yesterday. Tournaments underway for Coosa Boys and Rome Girls. We have the latest high school basketball rankings from the AJC and Score Atlanta. Barry's men's and women's basketball updates. They split last night. We'll have those details for you. Don't forget the NFL wildcard games begin this weekend. College football national championship, of course, is uh, Monday, January 13th, 8 p.m. Clemson versus LSU. We have five bowl games today, plus tomorrow, don't forget, Georgia versus Baylor and the Sugar Bowl at 8.45 p.m. Wednesday on ESPN. And now our rant of the day. How about a few 2020 predictions? We'll start with... The return of Turner McCraw. Well, it never really went away, those congested days, especially Fridays, on Turner McCall Boulevard. But wait until East Bend gets up and running in the fall of 2020, especially with that new selection of restaurants. One of the most traveled roads in northwest Georgia is about to see a true spike in traffic, and just wait until a few years from now when they replace that bridge over Turner McCall Bridge. We've been talking about that public hearing, by the way, is coming up next month. Also, number two, big retailers on campus. So we know a few of the players in the East Bend development, but still have about 20 more to identify. The Ledbetters say they're close to commitments on around 80% of the new stores and restaurants. What we have yet to find out, though, is who are the big anchors on the way. Also, will those retailers, to be named later, have the pull to keep more Floyd County retail dollars from slipping outside the market and up and down I-75? Anything short of a Kohl's or Academy or even Old Navy might not do it. Remember, we're a market that has already seen Sears, Kmart, and Circuit City leave in the past decade. So what about Broad Street? That's also part of the story dealing with East Bend. The vibrant center of Rome could see some shakeout as East Bend opens in terms of retail and restaurants. One of the best arguments against parking meters in downtown recently was the advent of East Bend and acres and acres of free parking it will offer. We'll be watching this one closely next fall. Downtown is still shaking off some of those 2019 issues. And how about a new tone for the city of Rome? Depending on how the mayor's vote goes at the next Rome City Commission meeting, we could see city government adopt a different tone. Three incumbents are out, and two new faces, as well as one new returning face, are joining the board. Will the newcomers all sigh with a new era stance most took during the campaign season? Or will they fall into place following the old guard, already nervous as its grip on local government continues to erode? As that saying goes, quote, out with the old. Dot, 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 end quote. And how about the County Commission? We're looking at a countdown over there as well. Two members, Wright Bagby and Allison Waters, basically ran as a team four years ago. They're up for new terms this year and have decisions to make about running again. Keep an eye on this one and any potential challengers as well. The County Commission, as it stands, has split over this whole economic development mess. We'll soon see just how deep those cracks run. And how about a House divided? So, does an Alpharetta businesswoman rent or buy a home in Rome or elsewhere in Northwest Georgia as she seeks Tom Graves' seat? Or will we see some hometown candidates finally set up to race to be the next Northwest Georgian to serve in Congress? Why do outsiders continue to believe Northwest Georgia can't find its own candidates? That one stumps us. Here's hoping we see two local names, if not more, in the race as it comes together for the May primary. We will guarantee you this, a new sheriff in town. That's a guarantee as Tim Burkhalter isn't seeking a fifth term. But who gets the post after election night, November 3rd, 2020? There's a grinding primary on the way. And by the way, the three GOP candidates for sheriff who announced what in 2018-17? Those three candidates will speak at the Floyd County Republican Women's Meeting next Tuesday. We'll see this GOP race going to a runoff At least we think so. But one wise longtime observer, he says, nope, it'll all be done by May 19th. We shall see. Does any one of these three candidates have that much dominance among the voters with less than five months to go? And what about those voters, the 2020 voter? We see another solid block of republicanism up and down the battle on November 20, uh, 2020. Or are there hints of change? We saw some of those hints in a 2019 Rome City Commission election heralding even more drama at the precincts. We're not sure right now, but with two U.S. Senate seats and a House seat in play, this is going to be the year of the voter here in Northwest Georgia, if that voter steps up on his and her own and looks beyond all the political speak. And how about the media? We won't leave them out of this, or us, I guess we should say. Northwest Georgia is overdue for a media shakeout. We have lost one radio station in Calhoun, And other changes are underway. And then there's the retail free flow into digital and other new media sources, further straining print as well as broadcast options. We're curious to see who's here and in what format and distribution by December 31st, 2020. And what about New Year's resolutions? We don't believe in them, but we do pledge to keep doing what we do in 2020 talk about media. One change, we are tightening our focus a bit as we begin our 16th year serving Northwest Georgia. And that's going to be based on what we see you reading and what you prefer to read. And also, we have to be honest, we want to ease the time crunch a bit as well. Most important, we thank you for trusting us to continue doing what we do. Many colleagues nationwide say local news is dead or endangered because of the loss of newspapers. That, to us, is just another heap of, yep, for the final time in 2019, we'll say it, fake news. This is John Druckenmiller at HometownHeadlines.com thanking you for joining us today. We wish you the happiest and brightest of New Year's. We will be back with a broadcast edition probably Thursday or Friday. Friday for sure. We want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your support throughout the year. And always, we open and close with the stylish renderings of Funky Druck by the stylish one himself, Mr. Harry Musselwhite, have a great New Year in Northwest Georgia.